Hi, thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Supernaturally Dangerous. Today, I will be talking about how our emotions sometimes go haywire. When farmers wire their hay, it sometimes goes all over the place and hard to control. Our emotions can get that way too. So we will learn how to discern when we are being ruled by our fleshly emotions, which open the door to demonic activity and can make things for us supernaturally dangerous. Do you ever feel like there's no way out in this life full of contradictions? Where you feel like you can't conquer or break free from the flesh and its desires? You feel like you've been pulled away only to find yourself in the opposite direction from where the Lord wants you. I like what Paul says about this in the book of Romans 7, 24 and 25. I'll be reading this out of the Message Bible. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. Wow, let's get started. Go ahead and grab your Bibles and your journal. We will be reading out of the book of Romans 15 verse 13. But before we do that, let us bow our head in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, We thank you for giving us a new day to serve you. For your mercies are new every day and your love for us endures forever. Please bless this time we spend reading your word. Your knowledge is power and this knowledge will give us a new revelation of what you would have us to learn so that we can incorporate it into our life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Episode 6. When your emotions go haywire. Our text is Romans 15 verse 13. And I'll read this out of the Passion Bible. Now, may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in Him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with this super abundance until you radiate with hope. From the scripture we just read, we know that God wants us to have hope and to bless us with spirit-filled emotions that overflood us with this power. He cares so much for us and wants us to have joy and peace, which are awesome emotions that are poured out from heaven into us. He also wants us to enjoy them, especially in this messed up world. He knew we were going to need that in order to conquer the things we are facing in our lifetime. So, if we know this, then why are we still defeated 
and our emotions are all over the place. I believe it's because we haven't surrendered everything by allowing Him to change us. And that change comes from the inside out. We haven't handled the things complete we haven't handled things completely over to God. Therefore, we are trying to do things all on our own and not realizing that we are leaving God out of the picture. Because God does dem- demonstrate his grace to us, but he is also holy. And we have to deal with the things that have to change on our part. So that brings me to negative emotions that go haywire and expose what's really inside of us. Have you ever overreacted emotionally to something and afterwards you say, where did that come from? Well, that is a good way to detect that something else is really going on with inside of us. In our life, we will fight to battle off these negative emotions. And we have to make sure not to let our emotions go haywire all over the place, especially when something goes wrong and unexpected. Whether it's a trial you're going through or a spoken angry word that was said or when things just don't go the way you wanted them to then that's when we can our emotions can hit the roof i want to share something i read in a book i highly recommend by dennis clark a practical guide to self deliverance he goes on to say in his book that we have all had times when a person or circumstances trigger an emotional reaction that seems to come out of the blue. When we say someone or something pushes our buttons, we're referring to hidden triggers in us. A dynamic hitchhiker, that's what he calls it, which often manifests at these times. When a button is pushed, we feel a negative emotion. We may also have an overreaction. How does this relate to our to the supernatural? Well, for starters, if we allow our fleshly emotions to rule us and let them go haywire, then demons will continue to push our buttons. And this is where it can become spiritually dangerous. If we are not careful and deal with negative emotions, we will be pulled into a lifestyle of defeat and will continually manifest the deeds of the flesh because we keep opening up the door to the demons. I have an illustration from a woman named Peggy Joyce Root that I want to share with you. She writes that if flesh that flesh attracts vultures. She said, Have you ever been driving on a country road and noticed a dead animal lying in a ditch? After a few days, what is attracted to that dead, rottening flesh? Vultures. The rottener the flesh, 
the more the vultures will attract. Demons are attracted to these fleshly emotions that don't line up with God's word. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. We should not give in to these fleshly, sinful, negative, emotional lifestyles. Be careful. God is not mocked. And you will attract the attention of demons and grant them access to, to be active in your life. So we have to be very careful. I don't care how spiritual you think you are, my friend. We simply can't let our flesh react by giving into it and letting our emotions go crazy and then make excuses for it. If you blow it, repent immediately. Stop. Close your mouth. Walk away, run away from the heat of the moment and then repent, repent and then repent again if you have to. I'm still learning this and sometimes I'm learning it the hard way that those negative emotions in my life have to die and I had to get to the root of what was really eating me up and that happened by asking That happened by me asking God to reveal what was going on inside of me and what was really bothering me and then dealing with it with his help. I can't do it without him. You can't do it without him. Jeremiah 17.10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart. And examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Whoa. I don't know about you, but when God examines my heart, I want him to reward it, not judge it by my bad conduct. Because what do you think? He says about that when he says the deeds you deserve. If we don't get it right, it's not going to be pretty at all. As a matter of fact, it's going to be terrible. Matthew 5.22, hearing Jesus' own words straight out, uncut. You know, a lot of times we want it watered down. Oh, Sister Barbara, you're being too hard. This is the word of God. And I will be accountable if I don't tell you the truth. And Jesus said it straight out. You know, we read it, but we don't take it literally. He says here in verse 22, But I say to you that everybody that is angry with his brother, 
will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to counsel. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to hell of fire. And when you say, you stupid, excuse my language, you dummy, and you really mean it though. Don't even play around like that though either. Everything Jesus described in Matthew 5.22 are fleshly emotions. 2 Peter 2.21 says, "If It would be better if they had never known the way of righteousness than to know it and then reject the command they were given to live a holy life. Galatians 5.17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Galatians 5.17 So how can we get out of this pit? We will do this by allowing the Holy Spirit to change us. And to cry out to him to reveal what's really eating us up inside. And and he will. He'll show us. And we have to submit to that and change. And this happens when we humble ourselves to God and acknowledge our sin of the flesh and repent. And encounter God supernaturally. How? We need an encounter with God. Saul to Paul. This happened after a great supernatural encounter with God. When we encounter God, there will be change. Anything else is just flesh manifesting. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 9, and we're going to read verses 7 and 9. But I encourage you to read the whole chapter when you have time. Verse 7, the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. What we just read is a prime example of what should happen in every spiritual encounter with the Holy Spirit. And that is, it should be a time of transformation 
and sanctification in our life. When this doesn't occur, then we are just demonstrating flesh and and inviting evil spirits to influence and manifest themselves around us in order to distract. I've seen moves of God upon people, but because they did not crucify the deeds of their fleshly desires and emotions, while at the same time they still try to move in the supernatural, because of this, they gave room, they gave room to the devil and the demons to infiltrate them. And then the devil chews them up and spits them out because they did not deal with their fleshly emotions. Do you understand what I'm saying? That even in moves of God, if you don't take care of what you have to take care of and you're moving in the supernatural with signs and wonders, the devil will love that and he'll infiltrate And it won't be a move of God, but a move of the flesh and of demons. And we don't want this to happen. So that's why we have to take care of what we have to take care of in our life. In order to shut the door to all the devil activity. What I'm trying to say is do not mock God and the things of God because you are messing with the supernatural and it is going to be dangerous and can hurt you. And when you truly have a godly encounter with the Holy Spirit, you will have changed like Saul to Paul. I want to finish this up with something very important. So please listen. And this is about church services and your emotions going haywire. God's spirit doesn't manifest confusion in church. Only fleshly, uncontrolled, over-emotional people do. So if you are ruled by fleshly emotions, you're giving the devil an opportunity to use you. See, these are things people don't like to talk about, but it has to be addressed. So be subject to the Holy Spirit and not your fleshly sinful emotions. The flesh will open the door to the demons to work through you to distract in a church service. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace as is in all the churches of the saints. 1 Corinthians 14.40 says, Let all things be done decently and in order. 1 Corinthians 14.32, the Living Bible says, Remember that the people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. 1 Corinthians 1426 to 27. How is it, brethren? When ye come together, every one of you has a psalm, 
has a doctrine, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edification. If any man speaks in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most by three. And that by course and let it not and let one interpret. So if you feel you have the gift of prophecy, Paul says that it is better than just speaking in tongues. I rather that your that you, that your prophecy because it is only for edification and encouragement and comfort. That's 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1. Never do we prophesy to vent or speak our mind. And if two or three are going at it at the same time, do not fight over it. Let it go. And God will get the job done one way or another. Please, just give it up no matter what happens. Just give it to, don't fight over it. If the other person is in the wrong spirit and is just going by their emotions gone wild, believe me, God will deal with it. Just start praying over the service when you feel that's what's happening. That it's not God, but a distraction. When people step out of God's biblical principles, then they are supernaturally very dangerous. And it's not prophecy, but it's the flesh venting and throwing up on everyone. I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but rather just throw out the dirty water and educate ourselves that that way we all can experience the true Holy Spirit move of God in our life. And one that bears good fruit and shows off God's glory and not their own fleshly self that's gone wild and wants all the glory. I encourage you to let go and let God. That's all I'm saying is that do not do it in the flesh. But be let it be the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that will Bear good things and bring God glory. Everybody might not agree with what I'm saying, but that's okay. Compare it yourself to the scriptures and you should come out with the same conclusion. Now let's recap. Ask God to reveal what's really eating you up. Repent of all fleshly emotions. Don't let Satan infiltrate the move of God through you because of the deeds of the flesh. And follow the principles of prophesying in church. 1 Corinthians 14. If your fleshly emotions are going haywire, seek self-deliverance 
and get the book by Dennis Clark, A Practical Guide to Self-Deliverance. Write these scriptures down. Romans 8.13, Romans 15.13, 1 Corinthians 14.40, Proverbs 3, verses 5-6. to Those are scriptures you should read. And the last verse I want to read with you is Romans chapter 7, verses 25, I'm sorry, verses 24 and 25 from the Passion Bible. What an agonizing situation I'm in. So who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give you all my thanks to God for his power has finally provided a way out through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So it, if left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin. But now my renewed mind is fixed on submission to God's righteous principles. So there is our hope in Christ, and that through Him, we can be set free by the Anointed One, and our minds will be renewed and fixed when we submit to His righteous principles. So that is the good news that we should live by, and that is the good news that will help us to get to the place We need to be. Amen. Let us pray now. Bow your head and close your eyes and uh, just repeat what I say, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your mercies that are new every day. I am sorry if I ever allowed my flesh to control my actions. I repent of all my ungodly deeds of the flesh. I ask you, Lord, that you reveal the things I have in my heart that are not of you, that I may deal with them to be right with you. I do not want to ever allow the enemy to use my lips or to be a distraction to the move of, of your spirit moving upon the earth. I want to be ready to help in the harvest and I want to be a blessing to you and to others. Heal my wounds and set me on the right track. Create in me a new heart, O Lord, and please do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I want to please you, and I want to finish this work on the earth. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are so wonderful. And I know that you love me. Keep me in the palm of your hand. 
In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Okay, now I'm going to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for everyone that's listening. They don't have to be here listening right now, but they hunger for you. They hunger for the things of God. I pray right now that you touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, that you renew their strength, that you give them a second wind, a new direction, new vision. I pray for those that feel sick in body, that one that's experiencing pain. Lord, right now, touch them wherever they're at. I rebuke that pain right now. Those that have pain in their heart, depression and oppression and torment, I command the doors be shut right now to the enemy. Reveal to them, Father, what they need to do in order to get better. I pray for victory in our life. Lord, that you would just help each and every one of us, all that are listening right now, that you, that you just touch them to be ready and able for this move of God that is upon the earth right now. And I ask you this in Jesus' mighty name, that the peace of God rest upon them. I bind condemnation. I, that's not what you want for them, Lord. You want truth that will set us free. And right now, let the truth set us free. Amen. Till next time, my friends, the teaching will be on strange fire. You don't want to miss it. Goodbye and shalom.